I am chosen, I am free, I am living for eternity, free now forever. You picked me up, turned me around, you set my feet on solid ground, yours now forever. Come on, nothing's gonna, nothing's gonna hold me back. Nothing's gonna hold me back Nothing's gonna hold me
we thank you for freedom. We shine for you, Lord. Come on, let's praise him today. He is worthy. Lord, we shine, we shine, the light of God. And when we speak, we speak with words of love. And when we dance, we make it a little the king with everything that we are because we're the people of God, yeah, the people of God, yeah, the people of God, yeah, now it's, now it's the time for the people to rise, lift up a shout, everybody cry out, raise your voice, shout out the noise, dance to dance to joy. Darkness place we shine. 
now is the time for the people to rise. Lift up and shout, everybody cry out. Raise your voice, shout your voice.
God, you are good. 
Now 
searched me and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely, O Lord. You hem me in, behind, and before. You have laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. The Lord says, so I'm, I'm, I'm putting on you a new mantle today. This is a mantle of life, and it is actually my love. As you sang about my love being the light, you see, I've got an armor for you, and it's light. You think you're carrying my light, but I say you are the light. You may carry it in the way of my word. You may carry it in the way of prophetic sayings. You may carry it in the way of journaling. You may carry it any way. But I say to you, you, inside of you, you are my light. And as you begin to shine, I declare that this body will not even know what happened to them. Because as one light starts to shine, and then another, and then another, it is absolutely, absolutely glistening with light. And you will know the things that I've told you are true. You will know that the things that I have prepared for you are now coming to pass. For you see, you are my light, the light of this world. Jesus told you that. You are the light of the world. But you just heard it. You didn't really get it inside of your spirit. Everywhere you go, you shine. It, doesn't, it isn't something you have to do. It isn't a switch you have to turn on. You just go. And when you go, you're shining. And people will be drawn to your light. Because they wonder, what is that? What is going on with this person? 
I don't understand that. But when you come and when you understand it, then you can be a light too. You see, I want all of my church to be so in love with me that my light is automatic, not something you strive for. I pronounce on you the armor of light. Wear it proudly. Everywhere you go, shine for me. Hallelujah. Let's just receive that light. Let's just receive that light. You know, this morning as, as Virginia was prophesying the, the armor of light, sometimes we don't know how to turn the switch on. Sometimes we think that, you know what? That God is upset and he's mad at you. And God said this morning, I just want to love on you. You know, I laid in bed this morning saying, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. And what I heard back is he said, I love you, Eric, too. And I thought, wow. Some of us may think that he doesn't love us. You may think that he doesn't care for you. You may think that he's far away from you. So let's just begin to lift our hands. Let's, let's just begin to stand before the Lord if you're seated. I'm just asking you just to engage this morning. I think this is a spiritual time to begin to step into the things of the Lord. He wants to love on you. Dad says, I want to love on you this morning. Will you let him love on you? Will you let him love on you? Will you let him love on you? Many of us are saying, Lord, I love you. I love you. I love you. But he's saying, I want to move in and love on you this morning. He is a good God. He is a good God. He is a good God. You know, I was thinking about the words of God and, and in the Old Testament. But what about when Jesus, you know, how many of you know peace is good? You need peace today. You need peace today. How many of you know patience is good? You need some patience today. That's good. How about joy? You need some joy today? That is God. He is a God of joy. How about hope? You need some hope today. God is a good God. He's not a God of hopeless. He's a God of hope. How about strength today? Do you need strength today? He says, I want to love on you. I want to give you these things that, that maybe you've been lacking this morning. So let's just engage for a few moments. Let's begin to lift our hearts and our minds up to God because He is a good God. He is a good God. Let's just worship Him this morning. Worship Him for His goodness. You are love, God. You are love to
Just put your hand on your heart this morning. Just put your hand on your heart. Just close your eyes just a moment. What are you going through? What are you dealing with? I want you to know that God's not unaware of what you're working on, what what you're dealing with, the issues in your life for those that are around you. He is a God of love. He's a God of love. Father, I just pray that you just give us an encounter of your love, of your goodness, of your joy, of your peace. I see situations that you may think that are, that are hopeless, that God says they're not a hopeless situation. And infuse hope into that. Some of you need strength. I see God releasing his strength. Some of you just need an encounter of his love, that he loves you no matter what. No matter what you're going through, no matter the situation, the difficulty that may you may even think that's ahead, God said, I'll be with you. In fact, Jesus said, I would never leave you nor forsake you. I'm going to be there. We serve a God that's not unaware. We serve a God that is not asleep on the throne. We serve a God that, that is in the middle of your situation. Begin to see him. Begin to work things out. Begin to working it out, working it out, working it out, working it out. We release your love. We release your love on our lives today, right now in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a mighty shout of praise. He is worthy. Turn to three people today and say he's a good God. Tell them he's a good God. Tell them that he is a good God today. Hey, listen, this morning, why don't you grab your seats real quickly? Why don't you just grab your seats? Let's give the worship team some praise this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Go ahead and grab your seats real quick this morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I want to share with you. Go ahead and grab your seats. Grab your seats one another real quick. We're going to have a time of meeting and greeting this morning. I want to share with you something on my heart this morning and give you an opportunity today. I want to share a little bit about Riverside. Say Riverside. One of our outreach is Riverside, and it's Riverside of Anadarko. It's in Anadarko. It's a federal school for Native American children. There are over 80 tribes from 20 states represented. And every year, every year for the past, gosh, it's been 12 years now that we have actually sent teams to Riverside to minister to the girls. We have a dorm. We Living Word Fellowship sponsors a dorm, and it's, it's called the Arapaho Dorm. You know, we're kind of in the Cheyenne-Arapaho uh, area up here, but it's the Arapaho Dorm, and there's 39 girls in the Arapaho Dorm. How many of you have never received a gift at Christmas time? Never. Absolutely Never. Look around. Anybody look around. you see any hands? That's because we've all received something sometime in our life. Three years ago when we went down for Riverside, we, we went down, we, go, we send teams down, and we get what's called a wish list. What are three things that they want that are usually of $50 values? A lot of them put down iPads and iPods, and, you know, all I know is they're a lot more than $50. I mean, a lot of them will put down, you know, Nike tennis shoes or Air Jordans or whatever those things might be. And those are usually a little bit more than $50. Anybody know what I'm talking about? But we began to read through some of the wishes that the girls had. Can you imagine having a wish of having their parents back together? Can you imagine of having a wish of being able to see their sister again that they haven't seen for many years? 
These are the things that will break your heart. But it breaks us for the things of God. So recently what's taken place is there's been, you know, how many of you know we're in a difficult place in our nation with, with the economy and federal spending and that sort of thing. But there has been monies that have been released over the past six years that Riverside is continuing to grow. In other words, they're taking the outdated dorm rooms and they're building brand new dorms. They took a gym just recently, a few years back, and built a brand new gym. There is monies being sent, spent. I'm talking about $15 million were released onto Riverside in the last five years. And there's been a tremendous thing. And is it because we have teams down there that we're blessing the girls? And, and there's, you know, guys down there too. So I, uh, three years ago, let me get back to the original story that I wanted to share with you. Three years ago, this one girl, we said, where's she at? And she said she'd kind of gotten in some trouble. Anybody? Never mind. Don't even want to get a show of hands. That anybody's been in trouble before? I can put mine up first. I, I've been in trouble. And, um, and, and they said she's actually out with another group, and they were kind of doing some exercises. Somebody, you know, sometimes you get in trouble, you get to do some exercises. And I went up to her, and I was riding on this little John Deere Gator, and, and gosh, I can't remember if, if Sean was with me or not, but we, we had gone up, and there was these girls there, and one of them was from our dorm. And I said, hey, how you doing? I'm, I'm Pastor Eric. I'm from Living Word Fellowship Church. We want to know what gift you'd like to have this year. And she looked at me, and she said, Why do you want to give me a gift? I don't know, but I don't have the answer for that. I said, Because God loves you. We give gifts every year, and you're part of this dorm. And she was kind of standoffish. She just kind of stepped back. She didn't understand. She looked at me. I said, What I'd like for you to do is give me three things that you'd like to have. And I gave her a piece of paper, and she wrote those three things down. And we got her a gift. How many of you know it impacted her life? So I want you to check this video out. We've got a little video that I want to share with you. And here's what I want you to do. Here's what I want you to know, that we're making a difference in Riverside. That we were able to, we started out 12 years ago, we're unable to talk about Jesus Christ. We're unable to give Bibles away. And how many of you remember, eight years ago, we got the opportunity to give away 700 Bibles. And our church said, that's what we want to do. And we gave away 700 Bibles. The first time they allowed us to have a distribution of the Word of God. So let's, let's take a look at this video. And then afterwards, the girls are right over there. We want you to go get your girls. Now, here's what I, I did. I got my two girls first. <laughs> I kind of snuck in here a little earlier and got my girls because last year I went to go get the girls and they were gone. You guys took them all. But I want you to know there are uh, between 600 and 700 students in Riverside. So if our 39 girls go, you're, we take all 39 like we've done every year, we can get more girls or more guys so check this video out. Then we're going to have a time of meeting and greeting, and then you guys can grab your girls if that's something you can spend.
somebody ought to say amen. Let's give the Lord some praise for that. Hey, listen, take a few minutes. Why don't you meet and greet one another? The, go ahead and grab a girl today. And um, the, the gifts, the information's up there. I can't even tell you when we're supposed to have the gift by. Listen, if you would like to pay for us to go buy a gift for the girls, we can do that. You can write a check, give it to Christy, make it to Living Word Fellowship. We will actually go shopping for them. We got any anointed shoppers? <laughs> Bless you. Why don't you get out of your seats, meet and greet somebody this morning. And if you're a guest here today, we welcome you this morning to Living Word Fellowship. Sacrifice to appease God's wrath, to worship Him is right. There is no other way. They all lied. God sent the Son, and His Son died. Put your idols to the fire, let them burn. Christ resurrected, and He will return. God wrote the story, put Himself in it. Now you and Him can meet is the way that He intended. So if you're looking for a place that can take away the hurting, looking for a place before your situation worsens, looking for a place where the freedom is for certain, looking for escape because the enemy is lurking. Should you join another church? Maybe you are sick and tired of searching. Cause it seems like nothing is working. I'm here to tell you that the place I is in a person. Father confirm at his baptism. I'm praying that you turn. turn you can have a brand new position in Christ. Forgiven. He is everything you need. Love, joy, hope, peace. Come rest. Come rest in him. In him. Let go. Let go.
Praise the Lord. Well, let's go ahead and find our seats this morning. You can go ahead and keep getting your girls back there. Praise God. God is good all the time. Thank you guys for um, choosing to get a girl. I like. I see the line back there. Yay. Like you said, if we cover all of our girls, we can get more. So, praise the Lord. Um, just, a, just a couple of announcements really fast as you find your seats. Um, the, if you were here Wednesday night, we prayed for Miss Lucille's niece, Marilyn Toma. She's in Turkey on a trip there, and she'd fallen down some stairs. And Miss Lucille gave me a great report this morning that she is doing so much better. Uh, the doctors worked together, a doctor in Turkey, doctor in Chicago, and um, I believe God gave them wisdom, and, and they found out she was low in sodium. And I guess it, you have to be very careful with giving them sodium you know, just little by little. But she's getting better every day and doing so, so much better. So praise God. Prayer works. Amen. Uh, we need to continue to pray for Bill Harper. I got a message from Nita this morning. And he had a pretty rough night last night. He had knee surgery um, on Friday. Had knee, knee replacement surgery on Friday. We talked to him yesterday. was doing pretty good. But I guess the pain meds kind of disoriented him through the night. And uh, so we need to be praying that they find the right medicine to help control the pain that doesn't cause him not to know where he's at. Amen. And uh, Courtney gave me a prayer request for the Seth Rutledge family in Moreland, 19 years old, and went home to be with the Lord. He had, was born with cystic fibrosis. And uh, so just pray for his family, pray for the community of Moreland. I know that they're grieving the loss of this young man. And Got a prayer request for Donna Bench's sister. She's in the heart hospital. So we just declare healing over over these families, spiritually, physically, whatever's going on in their lives, whether it's their bodies or their emotions from from the death of a, lo of a loved one. We just pray for them. So I hope that you'll just write those down and remember to lift those up this week. Amen? Well, are you ready to give to the Lord? Let's stand up and uh, let's declare the word of the Lord. I haven't got this on the screen yet, so you can just say it after me. But, you know, this month is prayer and prophecy. So whenever we declare, we're prophesying into the atmosphere. Amen. So let's declare this over our lives, over our church, over our county, over our region, over our state. Amen. And over our nation. <laughs> So as we give today's tithes and offerings, we are believing you, God, for heaven opened, earth invaded, storehouses unlocked, and miracles created, dreams and visions, angelic visitations, declarations, visitations, and divine manifestations, anointing, giftings, calls, 
positions and promotions, provision and resources, souls and more souls from every generation, saved and set free, carrying kingdom revelation. Now, thank you, Father, that as we join our value system to yours, you will shower favor, blessings, and increase upon us so we'll have more than enough to co-labor with heaven and see heaven come to earth. And everyone said, amen. Let's come and give. to God's heart. So, and that's, that's the thing. How many of you realize that, um, that there was a 21 day challenge? Did anybody take the 21 day challenge? It's some just like a, like a little, okay, good. Like a little survey. We got four or five or six or eight of us that did the 21 day challenge. That was, that was pretty interesting. Um, we, the challenge was to read through the book of Acts and look at the supernatural things within the book of Acts. And sometimes, there can be some things happen in our life, and we think, well, that's just normal. And there can be some supernatural things. How many of you know somebody coming to Christ and their spirit being changed into God's spirit? It's a supernatural thing. Amen. You know, and how about when you're able to minister to somebody and burdens are removed and yokes are destroyed? Oh, come on. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? that things can be changed in your life. How many of us have had a situation in our life that we thought was bad that ended up, you know, God turned it supernaturally and ended up being a good thing? Anybody? Okay, good. There's, there's a few of us in here. Good, good. So I want to, um, a couple things I want to share with real quick before I get into the message. Anybody want a CD series on the Holy Spirit that we've been talking about naturally on the Holy Spirit? Give that to I'm going to let Richard pick them. I'm just going to... There, there's some others that we've got. 
They're like, oh, who am I going to give that to? I've got another one. Anybody know about climbing your mountain of transformation? That you got to climb, you're climbing your mountain of transformation. See how difficult that was? That's why I gave it to you to do. It was like, I'm like, man, about six people raised their hands and I got one CD and I don't want anybody not to have one. Romans 12, 2 says, don't be conformed to the things of this world, but be what? transformed by the renewing of your mind. That one there is four stages of spiritual development. It's when we come to Christ, we are babes in Christ. And then what are those stages of spiritual development? But anyways, let's give the Lord some praise for that. You guys, there'll be some others. We'll give some more stuff away. I like, I like to give some stuff away. We're going to talk about prophetic and prayer. Say prayer. Now, what about prophetic? Say prophetic. And a lot of times people are like, what is that? What is prophetic? Let me tell you what it's not. It's not psychic. Okay? Prophetic is the prophetic is the, the, the word of God being spoken through somebody that does things within your lives. There are, there, there is, I can't give you in a few minutes of the broad stroke of the prophetic itself. But the psychic operates from the evil side the demonic side, oh, come on, somebody. And then there can be some things that can happen, even supernatural things can happen demonically, but the prophetic operates from the God side, the spirit of the living God. So let me, let me give you a couple things. The next few weeks, we're going to talk a little bit about prayer and prophetic. Actually, we're going to talk a lot about it. And I just feel like I'm, I'm ready to preach today. I'm just ready to get into the Word today. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about the next few weeks and and prophecy. There are there are some people they they don't believe in prophecy, but just because they don't believe in prophecy doesn't make it not true. Doesn't make it real in the Bible, okay? There were prophetic words all the way through the Old Testament about Jesus, about Jesus, about Jesus. How many of you know the Old Testament really was pointing those of that were in the Old Testament to a Messiah, to a savior that's coming and and has come. Come on somebody. So there's a couple things that I want to just share with you before I get into the message this morning. Is number one, there's a book that you can get, and it's by Stephen Thompson. It says that you may all prophesy. And this comes from Corinthians, I think it's 14, chapter 14, where Paul says, I wish that you would all prophesy, meaning that we can prophesy, and God would like for all of us to be able to prophesy. But some of us are prophesying, and you don't even know you're prophesying. In other words, you may be speaking into somebody else's life, and we, in biblical terms, call it prophecy, call it prophesying. We're not all prophets. That's a different thing. That's an office that that others hold and operate in. But you begin to prophesy. So let me look at a couple of things real quickly I want to get into. We're going to talk a little bit about it, the, the DNA our our DNA for Living Word Fellowship is also the prophetic. So, in other words, we were founded on the apostolic, the prophetic, the fivefold ministry, which is apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, and evangelists. In Ephesians 4.12, it says it, that is operating within the church to equip the saints. Turn to your neighbor and say, he's talking about you. Talking about you. To equip the saints to do the ministry. What? What? We're supposed to, the fivefold ministry of apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, and evangelists are to equip the saints to do what? To do the works of the ministry. 
So how many of you want to do some works of the ministry? I've got, got a few of you here today. Awesome. That's good. We want you. We want to disciple you. We want to launch you. We want to bring you into the place where we can look at your gold and silver that's in you and pull that out and launch you into that. Okay? That's part of our DNA. The prophetic is part of our DNA in Living Word Fellowship. For, so for me to say... Uh, I don't I don't know about that prophecy stuff. I don't want to deal with that prophecy stuff. I don't understand it. And a lot of times, some people, some churches, some ministries don't understand it, so they just will just do away with it. I don't understand brain surgery, but I know how, come on, somebody, when you need it, it's going to work. Can I get an amen? So I don't understand how all of that works, but I do know the prophecy, and I want us to begin to look at it. It's part of our DNA. It's part of us. It was part of Living Word Fellowship before Shelley and I came 15 years ago to be part of Living Word Fellowship. It was part from the very origin. And it's also part of, we have a prophetic God. We have a God that calls those things that be not as though they were. That, that's prophecy. Turn to your neighbor and say, get ready. I want to talk a little bit about prophecy in order to prophesy your way forward. Prophesy your way forward. Say that with me. Prophesy your way forward. Say it again prophesy your way forward. We're not moving back. We're going to what? Prophesy our way forward. There are some things that are ahead of you that we're just going to touch base on. So if you're good for the next three hours, we're going to go ahead and start this message this morning. And uh, <laughs> they were looking, it's like, did he, did he say, did I hear him say three, three hours? I won't keep you that long. First, turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. We're going to talk about prophesying your way forward. Prophesying your way forward. 1 Corinthians 14.3. And I want to just share with you this scripture. This is in uh, the, the uh, New American Standard Version. It says, One who prophesies speaks to men for edification, exhortation, and consolation. Let me look at this next one. Go ahead and pull this next one up if you will, Kate. This is out of the New Living Translation. I like this one a little bit better. It says, one who prophesies strengthens others, encourages them, and comforts them. One who prophesies strengthens others, right? Strengthens others, strengthens others. I wanna, let me just focus on that. So what he's saying in the church, in your life, if you begin to prophesy it should bring strength to you. Hello? See, now there were Old Testament prophets that would bring doom and gloom and say, this is what's going to happen. If you don't turn, I mean, you're going to be toast. All right? But the New Testament, we are under a new covenant. We understand that, right? We're under a new covenant, and underneath the new covenant, we can look at prophecy. Prophecy's not a bad thing, y'all. In fact, I've even heard news people say they're prophesying this, and I was like, ooh. And I've also heard them say, well, you know, the psychics say this, and I'm like, ooh. <laughs> you know, the, 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 we love psychics. I love psychics. I don't listen to psychics. But you know what that is? That's a prophetic gift that the enemy has captured and brought into his camp. That if, when they get saved and set free, they're going to hear the voice of God. And they're going to be able to speak, speak prophecies into areas. And one of the things it should do is strengthen. Say strengthen. 
So he's saying it should strengthen. If you're going to prophesy, it should strengthen. It should build you up. Build you up. So if somebody comes up and they start prophesying to me that I'm a dirty, rotten, just, you know, just a no good for nothing knothead. I'm going to say, I'm not receiving that prophecy. Come on, somebody. Well, that's what you are. No, because it should strengthen. Say strengthen. Turn to your neighbor and say it should make you stronger. Tell them it should make you stronger. It's going to make you stronger. Okay? So he says one who prophesies strengthens others. This was Paul. He was teaching to the church in Corinth. The church in Corinth was really experiencing some spiritual gifts. There was a lot of stuff going on. It was really probably an exciting time. But how many of you know we talked about in moving forward, sometimes there's a mess that you've got to deal with. Sometimes you've got to clean up some stuff. And really, as a new church, as young believers, there's some things that we just, we do sometimes, and we're just like, wow, you know, I got this, and then I'm running with it. And there's times just like, whoa there, brother. Slow down just a little bit. So then we began to talk about tongues. He began to talk about the spiritual gift of tongues. He began to talk about prophesying. And he said, you know what? If somebody's going to prophesy, it's going to bring strength. So it should bring strength, all right? So we should be able to receive something that brings strength. The other one says it encourages them. Say encourage. If we're going to prophesy and talk about prophecy, it should encourage somebody. Okay? So if somebody comes in and a prophet comes in and and begins to prophesy, or if somebody just begins to prophesy over your life and it discourages you, would it go against this? Yeah. 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 If it does anything about discouragement, it ought to discourage you from siding with the enemy and encourage you from walking with God. Come on, somebody. See what I mean? So it should encourage, say encourage. So I want to be able to receive a, a prophetic word that, that begins to strengthen others. That, or if I prophesy over somebody else, it should bring strength. It should also be encouragement. It should encourage you. It should encourage you. Turn to your neighbor and say, keep moving forward. Come on, tell them, keep moving forward. We're going we're gonna to prophesy our way into moving forward. Because there was an old song, I remember years ago, I used to sing it, and it would be like, it, it, it would be, if you catch hell, don't hold it. If you're going through hell, don't stop. You go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Don't stop, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Don't stop, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Don't stop. If you catch hell, don't hold it. If you're going through hell, don't stop. Go ahead. So turn to your neighbor and say, go ahead. Tell them, say, say, I know you've been going through some hell. Tell them, say, I know you've been going through some hell. Just keep going ahead, see? And they're like, wait a minute, I, you know what? Come on, we all been going through some hell at times in our lives. Can I say that? In the, this is a church, right? I mean, hell is in the Bible. It's okay, all right, good. I just wanted to, you guys okay? Turn to your neighbor and say, it's okay. Your word's going to strengthen you. It's going to encourage you, okay? So it, it really should encourage you. The other thing that as I look at prophecy, the prophetic word, one who prophesies, it should not only encourage you, but it should do what? It gives them comfort. Wow. So, anybody like chocolate brownies? Anybody like comfort food? What are some of your comfort foods other than chocolate brownies? Anybody? Chicken and noodle soup. What? Banana pudding. Oh, man, especially when the bananas are just right and ready to go. If they're too green or a little bit, oh, yeah, man, that banana pudding. How about anybody else got any comfort food? 
chicken and dumplings, mashed potatoes. You guys got some really good comfort food that's really good. What's your comfort food? <laughs> what else? Anybody else got some comfort food? Chips, ice. Oh, yeah. Hey, I know this guy right here. He's got one of those Jethro Bodine bowls for ice cream. We went on, we went, we went skiing. I just am telling on him. He was like, we went skiing. He went on a ski trip and, you know, the group of us went and, and Wayne comes out and he's got this bowl. It's not like my ice cream bowls are like a regular bowl. His is like that. And it's like ice cream. It's like you almost can put a half gallon in that thing. You know what I mean? That's, that's comfort food. So, okay, so let me make sure I understand what I'm reading out of the Word of God. That prophecy should begin to strengthen me. It should encourage me. It should really bring comfort to my life. How many of you know that sometimes we can be headed down uh, in a difficult place and comfort would be getting out of that difficult place? See, life is not just the easy, easy boy recliner. You know what I mean? Life is not just that. And sometimes we think, okay, you know, I just, I just want to have a life that's real easy. But, you know, the, how many of you know there's times where you've got to go through some stuff in order to get to the stuff? I, I asked my wife to make some brownies yesterday. But she had to mix an ingredient together, mix some things together, and bake it in order for us to get to the comfort food that I was looking for. All right? Turn to your neighbor and say, it's about comfort. Let me give you some things. Can I give you some things? If you're wanting to know in the future, what about the prophetic word? What about if somebody prophesies over me and it strengthens me, it encourages me, and it comforts me? I'm telling you, you can look at it and say, okay, that's a, that's a thing from God. Not that it's going to be so comfortable to you that it doesn't encourage you to make changes in your life. Hello? Let me give you some different things. Let me give you some, some things. First of all, prophecy can destroy oppression. Prophecy can destroy oppression. I have seen cases where a prophetic word, somebody speaking a prophetic word to somebody that was depressed, oppressed, depressed, and it's broke that, that oppression right there in their life. So prophecy can destroy oppression. Some people are, they're oppressed. They're oppressed by what? The devil. So you take the other side of that coin and say, prophecy, you begin to speak a word of comfort. You speak a word of strength. You begin to speak a word of encouragement, and it will break oppression off your life. It will. It will. So some people say, well, you know, I don't want to have prophecy. Well, then just stay in your oppression. Just stay oppressed. I don't want you to stay oppressed. I don't believe God wants us to stay oppressed. So turn to your neighbor and say, he's got away. He's got away. He's got away. The second thing that I want to share with you, a word of the Lord. If, we're, if prophecy is, is hearing the voice of God and speaking the word of God, strength, encouragement, comfort. Are you with me? Strength, encouragement, comfort. And I'm hearing the word of God, then guess what it's going to do? It's going to bring life. Prophecy should bring life. It'll, bring, it'll ignite some things in you that it'll bring life to a situation. It'll bring life to a, a circumstance maybe that you're dealing with. You'll begin to begin to shift and really begin to see things in a different way. So it not only does that, the word, it creates life. It'll create laughter. God, I'm telling you, there's a scripture that says God sits in the heavens and laughs. God's, God loves laughter. Well, you know, I was just in them church, and they went in that church, and they laughed all the time. Was it? 
well, maybe that's what you needed. Maybe you needed some laughter. Maybe you needed some joy in your life, right? You know, sometimes we get too serious. I, I, I sometimes can get that way myself. So I definitely need the word of the Lord, a prophetic word that brings life. It brings laughter into my life, and it also brings love. Say love. It also brings love. It's about love. We, we love one another. We care for one another. We deeply care for each other, and it's about love. Another one that you can get is maybe a list of what prophecy does is it brings hope. It brings hope. It brings hope. It brings hope. We were in Vacaville, California at a conference one time, and uh, Graham Cook. Graham Cook is an amazing prophetic voice for our nation, and he just delivers it with, with such love. And, he, and he was, they were prophesying over some people, and he was sharing with this one guy who was prophesying over this teenager. And, and it was almost like he had half of the prophetic word and Graham had the other half. Because the first half of that prophetic word, the teenager's countenance was, oh man, I'm in trouble. And how many of you know God wants to prophesy love into your life? So Graham was listening to the Lord and he said, man, this, this didn't encourage, it didn't strengthen this young guy. There was some issues going on with him. And he said, Lord, what is it? And the Lord began to give Graham Cook the rest of the word. So when the boy started walking away dejected, he grabbed him by the arm and he said, no, no, come back up here. Here's the rest of the story. Do you with me? And he began to start prophesying and he began to unlock some things and it prophesied hope. Turn to your neighbor and say, it gives hope. That prophetic word, it, give, it gives hope. The other thing that it does, another thing that it does is it brings light to the true nature of God. Wow. It brings light to the true nature of God. God's up there and he's getting ready to, to throw a rock at me. You better look in the word of God. That God's not ready to throw a rock at you. Come on, it's the enemy that wants to throw the rock at you. It really begin the prophecy will begin to encourage. It'll strengthen you. It'll encourage you to a place that it comes that you really begin to see the true nature of God. The true nature of God. You can look at God and you can begin to see the true nature of God. And let me tell you, in the New Testament, the Bible says God is love. God is love. If it's love, then guess who it is? We're not talking about lust. Hello? He says God is love. And if it's love, then it's God. That's God. Oh, man, there's a tremendous, this person has a tremendous amount of love. Then guess what? That's God. That's God. God is love. So it begins to bring to light the true nature. Say true nature. The true nature. The true nature of God. God is good. And God is good all the time. And God is good in the middle of my circumstances when I don't understand why things are happening. When I don't understand things are the way they are. When I'm dealing with issues in my life that I just don't understand and it hurts and there's pain. I'm here to tell you, God still is a good God. God is still on the throne. He is a good God wanting good things for his kids. Can I get an amen? God is a good God. And that's the true nature of God. He's a good God. Let me look at another one. Another thing that you might be able to see what prophecy does is it interrupts patterns of thinking and behavior that are destructive. It interrupts patterns of thinking and behavior that's destructive. Do you ever have a pattern of thinking? Well, let me put it this way. We all have a pattern of thinking that I'm not good enough. 
prophetic words can come forth and tear that thinking down because you are good enough. I'm not valuable. I'm not the President of the United States. I haven't written 15 books. I'm not on TV. We could actually listen to all those other voices, but God can look at you and say, you are valuable. In fact, the Bible says, the true nature of God says you are more valuable than silver and gold. Anybody want some silver? How about if we gave away a couple ounces of gold today? How about if we advertise tomorrow that next Sunday morning, Living Word Fellowship is going to give away six ounces of gold? I'm telling you, they would have to call the police. We would have people accidents going on out there. People were wanting to come in to get, are you with me? But, it's, but the thing, the very thing, is that you are even more valuable than that. Whoa! You are even more valuable than that. So we can begin to look as our prophetic words will begin to tear down destructive behavior. Prophetic word. The word of God will come forth and it will tear down destructive behavior. There's a, there's a lot of people that are saying, I used to be addicted to alcohol that I'm now set free. Come on, somebody. I am no longer that, but I am now this. And that behavior that I had then was before Christ. Oh, come on, somebody. That it no longer is going to be the behavior that I'm going to have now in Christ. Because in Christ, I can move and breathe and have my being. So the prophetic, what it really does, prophecy begins to break down negative mindsets. I'm telling you what, we serve a positive God. You can look at the economy, oh man, and it can be chicken little, this guy is falling, this guy is falling, <laughs> this guy is falling. Well, there is some things that need to be fixed, and I'm not, I, I'm looking at that, and we know that there's some things that need to be fixed, but my question is, who's going to fix them? If we're running around like Chicken Little saying the sky is falling, why aren't we going, why is the sky is falling, and what can we do? God, give me wisdom. Give me revelation. How can we begin to turn this thing? You, God, only with you can we begin to turn this thing. It'll take those negative thoughts and turning into a positive thought, and guess what? Things will begin to change. Can I get an amen? Come on, that would be a good time to say great job. Amen, Pastor. You're preaching really, really good this morning. Thank you very much, Wayne. I'll give you some money later for that one. Amen. Let's look at this next one. What prophecy also does is prophecy is to overthrow darkness. Bring you out of the dark into his. Bring it out of the dark and into his. Here's, here's some of my experiences with the prophetic years ago. There were prophets that would prophesy. They would what we would call reading your mail. Okay? So if I was having a, a relationship outside of my marriage, then that prophet would come in and read their mail and tell them that they're in the middle of this. Are you with me? Now, that judgment hasn't helped anybody. God exposes something... Listen to me quickly. God exposes something not to discourage you, but to bring it to the light so there can be healing brought forth and you can come in to the fullness that God has for you. Can I get an amen for that? 
So let me, let me just use this as an example. It's kind of like an x-ray. If there is a bone that is broken, and, the, and, and prophetically you can look and say, oh, that bone is broken, brother. We need to get this bone to where it can be healed. Are you with me? So the prophetic word years ago would be given by prophets, and they would slice and dice, and people were in worse situation than when they came. Are you with me? So people said, ooh, I don't want nobody to prophesy over me because all they're going to do is read my junk. I'm here to tell you, God has shown me things about people that are not good, that are difficult. But when I am shown those things for somebody, it's not to expose it to them, but it's to pray to the Lord God Almighty about the situation so then we can come into agreement and Lord and their situation can change. Hello? So it's not about saying, oh, you know, you, you did this last week, and you cussed, and you fight, and you fussed, and you did all this other stuff. So when you get all that straightened around, then you just come back to church. It's not about that. Remember, the prophetic is what? It's about strengthening. It's about encouraging. It's about comforting. It's about speaking plan and purpose and destiny. So what happens is the prophet, you know why the devil doesn't like prophecy? Because it's made to overthrow his kingdom. Yeah. The scripture in the New Testament even says, man, if they knew what was going to happen because they killed Jesus, who was the coming Messiah, that the prophecies were saying that is him, if they knew and understood that, they wouldn't have killed him. But guess what? Eh, they messed up. <laughs> God's plan is greater than the enemy's plan. Can I get an amen for that? Let me say that again. God's plan is greater. He's got a greater plan for your life. Then the enemy's plan. So the prophecy is to overthrow darkness. The other thing about prophecy is to do this, is to build people up. Anybody need to be built up? Look, the world will push you down. Brothers and sisters, they'll push you down. Aunts and uncles, they might push you down. Family members, they'll push you down. But I'm here to tell you, this word of God is to help build you up. There's scripture that talks about tearing down and rooting out and all of that in Jeremiah. But then it comes back in and says, and builds you up. There are some foundations that I put my life on that were not on solid foundations. That foundation needs to be torn up, rooted up, broken up, so I can lay the proper foundation and then build. Turn to your neighbor and say, build. Say, it's about build. It's about building. It's about building somebody up. It's about building somebody up. So when you talk about prophecy, don't be afraid. If they start judging you, then guess what? That's not building up. That's not building you up. And there are people that they're going to judge you. You know what, brother? You shouldn't do that. If you didn't do that, then this wouldn't happen. And if you didn't do this, then this wouldn't happen. And you know what? And they're, they're like, what? what have you got, a spiritual gift of tearing people down? Well, you know, God's anointed me to tell you this. Well, he's anointed me to put this brick upside your head, too. How about that? You know what I mean? It's like, wait a minute. What, what, what is up with that? So... So what, what happens is we've un, got to understand it's about building up. Say, build them up. There is a scripture that says mercy triumphs over judgment. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Who's my judge? He's Jesus. He shed his blood on the cross for me. And he took my judgment, my judgment of sin. My judgment of hell. Can I get an amen here somewhere? 
He took that. And it's because, because of his mercy. It's because of his mercy. It's because of his mercy. Let me give you a couple more. Prophecy comforts, awakens, and inspires goodness and kindness in your life. Are you with me? It'll awaken something. Something has gone dormant. The enemy has put water on a fire that you used to have for God, and you're wondering, wow, wonder why that flame went out, because maybe it's the world, maybe it's just stuff you've been through, maybe it's listening to the lies of the enemy. Prophecy begin to, to, to begin to ignite that, can begin to begin to do some things, can begin to light a flame in that situation in your life, and all of a sudden, it's like a spontaneous combustion. You know what I mean? It's like throwing gas on a fire. Anybody ever thrown, hey, guys, lighter fluid. Anybody ever thrown lighter fluid on a fire? Whew. I mean, that's really cool, except for don't do that. Shelly, get me later. Don't tell him how cool it is. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. You're right. I've done it. It's stupid. Don't do it. Let God do that. Amen? So prophecy begins to comfort and awakens, and it inspires. Comforts, awakens, and inspires. The prophetic word begin to speak to promise. Say promise. Prophetic word will begin to speak to promises in your life, not just processes. We all have processes. Let me give you an example. Joseph had a dream, and I believe that dreams are part of the prophetic. God will speak to you in dreams. He can't, sometimes he can't speak to us. We're so busy during the day. <laughs> I'm not talking about your neighbor. Tell him that he's not talking about you. He's talking about himself. I can get so busy during the day that God may speak to me in a dream. He spoke to Joseph in a dream. And there was a process in which Joseph went through in order to fulfill the promise that God had. You know what the promise was? The promise was really about saving Israel. It was really about Israel. So he began to look at it, and the prophetic word began to his dream. He had this dream, and his mother and father were to bow down to him. And this dream, he began to share them, and his brothers. And then, then, then what happened? It set a whole things begin to spiral for Joseph. I mean, he told him this dream, and it's like, what? You think we're going to bow down to you? i got news for you. You're the youngest of a bunch of boys, and you're in trouble now. And his daddy sends him out and he says, why don't you go check, see where the herds are, where, the, where they're at, and where the boys are at, and, and just give me a report. Because the Bible says that, that Joseph had given a report already on the boys before, and it wasn't good. So there was a little uh, tension between the children. And he comes out, and they decide that they're going to take care of that Joseph problem. The promise that God had for Joseph, we can look through it, and you can read it in Genesis. I think it's 37 through 49 or something like that. God wanted to be able to save the nation of Israel, and he had a plan. Now, had Joseph, if Joseph knew what he was going to do, how many of you know a lot of us would have said, eh, forget the promise. I don't like the process. Do you remember, man, remember Pastor Jim when he taught about the way? We don't like the way. The way. We don't like the way. They don't like the way. I don't like the way they did this. I don't like the way they did that. We don't like the way. That's the process. This is what I'm talking about. There's a process and we go through. And you can look at Joseph and you can begin to see the process. 
He was thrown into a cistern, which didn't have any water. So it makes me wonder when they threw him in there, how hard the fall was when he hit the bottom of the well with no water in it. If there was water, anybody ever thought about this? This My mind just does some really different stuff like that. I was like, man, they threw him into the water. Now, if there was water in there, he would have gone, but there was no water. He just went splat. I was like, oh, man, he must have been in hurting and in pain. Then they decided, well, we're not going to just let him die in there. Let's, he's worth something, so let's sell him. So he was sold into slavery and ended up in Egypt. Then he, then he went to work for Potiphar's house because he was a man that had a vision. He was obviously a leader. Are you with me? You remember the story? That... And then he was wrongly accused and then went to jail. He went to jail. He went to jail because he was wrongly accused. And he spent some time in the jail, and the prophetic kicked in. Somebody said, I had a dream and didn't know what this dream was, and he interpreted the dream, and the dream, what he interpreted, came true. On not only the cupbearer, but also the, the baker that had his head. So then Pharaoh has this dream, and the cupbearer's there and says, I know this guy. I'm going to paraphrase. I know this guy that has a prophetic gifting and and he can interpret dreams and I think he can interpret your dream and he gets him out of the jail and he comes before Pharaoh. You know, how many of you know you go before the the king at this time and the Bible says he cleaned him up so he must have kind of looked, you know, like a Duck Dynasty guy or something. You know, maybe they shaved him. You know what I mean? They, they shaved him. They got him cleaned up. The Bible says this. They got him cleaned up and they brought him into Pharaoh. And that prophetic gifting that he had began to, began to take hold. And he began to start sharing the dream. And he says, I know what that dream means. And I know what this He says, well, I've, tried, I've asked a bunch of people. Everybody doesn't understand what the dream is. Well, there's seven years of good and there's seven years of bad. And, and he says, wow, this stuff's going to happen. And who's got the wisdom? And Pharaoh must have looked at Joseph and said, I've asked all these other people. They didn't know what to do. But you've got, you got the way. How many of you know the prophetic brought him into a place where he was second in command, which he was really first in command because Pharaoh says, look, everything, I, you're running the show. Just let me know. I'm going to be on the, the ninth green playing golf. You let me know when you need to talk to me. Pharaoh says, I'm going to go do some other stuff. You run the nation. And Israel was saved. The process was difficult for Joseph. But the promise is what was being unlocked. There may be a process in which you can look at it today and say, man, I'm not real comfortable where I'm at. But I'm here to tell you that God has a promise for you and for your life. Man, I can feel it settle right now. There's something going on in your life. The brownies that Shelly made were really good because she took the ingredients and the process. I was ready to have the brownies now. I didn't want to wait 30 minutes. I didn't want you to have to preheat the oven to 400. I didn't want to have to have you mix those things up. I want it now. I want it now. I want it now. Are you with me? There are prophetic words that are spoken over my life that will not come to pass right away. There are some that have been spoken and boom, there it was. And there's some that are still there. But it was meant to encourage me. It was meant to strengthen me. It was meant to be comforting. 
in Timothy. Paul said, there's been some prophetic words spoken over your life. He said, fight for those words. Fight for those things. Some of you received a prophetic word, didn't know what it was. But was it encouraging? Yeah. Was it comforting? Oh, absolutely. Did it strengthen you? Yes. Guess what? Eh, it was prophecy. You didn't realize or even know what it is. And you don't even, come on, you don't even have to know God to prophesy. I've seen people, I've seen people stand up and prophesy. They didn't know what prophecy was, and they weren't even a Christian. But they were prophesying things, and I thought, ooh. How many of you know God can work through anybody, even a donkey? Right? He can even prophesy through a donkey. Like, don't go that way. What, there's a big old angel right there. <laughs> go! I don't, see, don't you see that angel? What's the matter with you, Balaam? There's an angel right over here. I don't, you can beat me all you want to, but I ain't moving. There's a big old angel up there, man. I mean, why don't you open your eyes? I think we need to open our eyes to the prophetic. We need to open our eyes. Go ahead and stand to your feet this morning. Here's what I want you to know. That there's prophecy still here, still available today. It hasn't gone away. It's not disappeared and you may, you may not even realize this. The other thing that I want you, not only want you to know that it's for today. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's for today. It's still for today. Is the other thing is that, have you ever received a prophetic word? You ever received a prophetic word? I've, Shelly and I have gone through our prophetic words, and we're declaring those things. And you can see where some things have happened and things have taken place. You, I, there are still some things I'm ready to take place. Amen. I'm ready for that breakthrough to come through. So what we've done is we've put together some prophetic teams for you. And not this Wednesday night, but the following Wednesday night. I don't remember the date of that Wednesday night. We're going to have prophetic ministry. It's going to be encouraging. It's going to be strengthening. And it's going to comfort you. So we want to, I want to invite you for that. I want you to clear your schedule. Get If you, if you can, get here. Bring your kids. We're going to... We're going to pull the kids out because how many of you know there's prophetic words. There's destiny over the children. Are you with me? It's not just me and my life, but there's the kids need to have a word that says you can begin to move forward. You can begin to live for God. You can live for God in the midst of a generation that is not godly and reform can still come and be taking place. It's about that. So the, prop, the prophetic word today, I mean, she began to prophesy this morning about the light. Just be the light. 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 How many of you know there has to be a breakthrough for you to be the light? There's going to be a breakthrough. All right? Some of you might have had your light hidden under a bushel basket or, you know, it's not been shining. And, you know, I want to give you all a rag and just clean that, clean that lens of that light and begin to shine that light. It's about that. That's, that's, we're going to talk the next few weeks about prophecy, but we also want to speak into your life. Speak over your life. Declare over your life today. Turn to your neighbor and say you're valuable. Come on, turn to your other neighbor and say you're valuable. They may not have ever heard that. I've never heard that. I've never had somebody. I shared with somebody. I said, look, you, you, you'll never get paid what you're worth. Huh? I said, you will never get paid what you're worth or what you think you're worth because you're worth more than silver and gold. You'll never get paid. There's not enough... Cha-ching to pay you what you are worth. Can I get an amen on that? 
And they began to weep and they began to say, I've not heard that before. Nobody's ever told me that, that you're valuable. That's what the prophecy is going to do. It's going to unlock some things. It's going to strengthen you, encourage you, and not only that, but comfort you. Put your hand on your heart this morning. If you're here today, and maybe you've had prophesied over your life that you're going to come to know Jesus in a more intimate way, that maybe today's the day. Maybe, maybe you've not had it prophesied over your life that you're even going to be a Christian, but you're here today and you're not a follower of Jesus Christ. He can change that today. I'm prophesying to you. All you got to do is just give your heart and life to him and say, Lord, I'm turning away from darkness and I'm headed to your light. Just receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If you're here today and that's you, every eye closed, please, every head bowed. I'm just going to ask you, are you ready to receive Jesus? Just begin to say, Lord, this is you, you are my Lord. You are my life. In the midst of difficult situations and circumstances, you'll have the solid rock to stand on. Anybody here today, just slip your hand up to me and say, Pastor, and I'll pray for you if you've not received Jesus and you want to receive Jesus this morning. Maybe you've prayed it before and you say, I'm ready to do this. Thank you, God bless you. Thank you, God bless you. I just want to release the goodness of God on your life as, we, as, you, as you dismiss. And Father, I just release your favor upon our lives. I thank you that these men and women of God are looking more to their future than they are to their past. I thank you that you are going to begin to shift their belief system. You're going to encourage them in the midst of what they're in. There's some difficult situations that you guys are in the middle of. And God is just saying, get ready, get ready, get ready. Your breakthrough is coming. I declare a breakthrough over your life today in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody give the Lord a mighty shout of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hey, 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 hey. My breakthrough is coming. I don't know about you. But my breakthrough is coming. My breakthrough is coming. Tell somebody, my breakthrough is coming. I'm fixing to get my breakthrough. Hallelujah. I'm going to receive my breakthrough. I'm, I'm going to receive that breakthrough. I'm telling you, God is shifting some things. So you go forth in his power and his might. I'm not sure you got something that you want to come on up here. Come on up here. Uh, earlier when we were collecting all the girls for the Rappaho dorm, somebody got number 38 and forgot to write it down. So if you could give us a big hand and, and find out who number 38 is so we can get the information. Come see myself or come see Christy, and we'll get that logged in so that young lady can be taken care of proper. Hey, let's give the Lord some praise for the girls. They can, girls are going to have somebody. You know what? It's going to show that you love them and you care for them. Listen, we dismiss you. Go in his power and his might. If you need prayer today, we're here to pray for you. We will always pray for you. God bless. Have a wonderful afternoon.